Welcome to episode 10 of the Hunting Photographer Podcast. Things are rolling here, slowly but surely. Uh, today we're going to talk about how to break through the noise with your imagery. And this was recorded back in the spring after turkey season. And we used uh, shooting photos of turkey hunting as an example of how you can shoot unique images that are captivating to people who are passionate about turkey hunting or whatever the pursuit would be and then how you can shoot images that might get people excited that have never turkey hunted and if it's not turkey hunting whatever that pursuit is just get them excited how do you connect with more people than those people who intimately know that subject so without further ado let's dive in all right guys we're back laying down another fire podcast uh here is steven drake and we actually were struggling to come up with a topic and Drake went turkey hunting this last week and it just kind of popped into my head that I am so not motivated to go hunt turkeys. And I've seen so much turkey content and photos and videos and I just do not get excited about it. And I'm sure that turkey hunting is super fun. I've literally uh, filmed like a day or two of turkey hunting with my brother Travis, like out in the woods. And it was kind of fun, uh, to some extent, but other than that, you know, never killed Turkey myself, never went on another hunt. Like I know guys are like, it's like hunting elk, but turkeys and I love hunting elk. And I don't, I don't, I'm not arguing that it's not an awesome hunt and something that's super fun. Like it, it seems fun. Cause I know the guys that say it's fun, like, they're pretty fun guys and like they've went on a lot of hunts and I just trust their word. But like what I'm getting at is that as a content creator, your goal in a lot of senses is to like make the experiences and the activities that you do like intriguing, not only to people that do them, but to people that don't do them. Like that's when you really win is when you make whatever it is you're documenting appeal to a much broader audience. So, I mean, knowing that I'm not that excited about turkey hunting, is there anything that you can think of that would make it appealing to me from like a content perspective and, or maybe talk about how you shot some photos this week? Cause it, I know you don't do a ton of turkey hunting either. No, I've, I've been on just a handful of turkey hunts and done a little bit here in Montana. I try to hunt them like elk instead of setting up decoys. I try to like cut them off and stuff. Never works. They're. They're surprising, surprisingly smart little buggers for uh, just being a big bird. But uh, no, I was down in Kansas on a personal trip and um, went turkey hunting, and like it was super fun. Yeah, yeah, I, and I was shocked. What was fun about it? Um, one, I've never been to Kansas, and just like hearing turkeys gobble, like it gets you fired up, just like an elk does. And again, it's a bird, so it's, it's just it's a weird thing to even say that, but like you very much you feel that, and you're. Um, I honestly like the, probably the coolest part for me about that hunt was the environment that it put us in. Yeah. Um, you know, right at first light, we were up at three o'clock in the morning and you'd hear trying to find birds coming off the roost and they'd gobble and like, you know, there's just this very little bit of light coming through and amongst all these like cottonwood trees and there's all these like birds and stuff tweeting. It's just like, it's there's a vibe in the air that you don't feel I, I've never felt anywhere else. Yeah. And like, that's what stuck out to me. 
Sure. Um, when I and I did actually kill a bird, but like you know, killed the bird was, was awesome. But I but I think what stood out to me more was just like the environment and this really unique place that that it took me to. And, and like turkey hunting is probably is very very popular, and I think a lot of people have experienced that. Mm-hmm. But I've never quite like felt that connection before, and I've never seen that in content really. And so I think trying to capture that, I think, is like. How do you think you go about capturing it? I mean, <laughs> I I was shooting photos down there. I, again, it was a personal trip, but I was just kind of down there to have fun. And um, but I was I shot a lot of images just because I was pretty blown away by how beautiful yeah. this place was. And uh, um, I mean, how to go about shooting it? I mean. I focused way less on the birds themselves and more just on the environment and like yeah. all the bugs and the birds and the or there was morel mushroom under every stinking tree. And uh yeah, and I don't know. I mean it's it's kind of a it's a hard like one kind of statement answer I guess with, with that one, but um but that's the challenge, right? It's like anytime you go to a new place or something that maybe isn't as popular or or maybe Maybe you live in the Midwest and maybe turkey hunting is very attainable for you. It's like, okay, how do I shoot this in a way that is going to inspire other people to like either gain more respect for it or understand it or, or, you know, all my buddies that do go do that. Like, how do I shoot it in a way that they're going to look at it and be like, holy crap, that's badass. Like, that's why I turkey hunt. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess this comes back to what we've talked about a lot is like this mindset about content and like. I'm not super engaged with turkey content. And if you're a content creator and you're like, I'm going to go shoot turkey content this week, you could A, just go shoot it and with your camera and shoot whatever you get. And that's fine. You might get some great shots. Or you could be like, how am I going to document my turkey hunt this week that is unique, that tells the story different than it's been told before, that like shows like what are the most, what are the top three most engaging things for me on a turkey hunt? you know, if you're a turkey hunter already, and this is like where immersing yourself in the activity that you want to photograph is key, but like creating a game plan going into that hunt to shoot content means that like when you're done with that hunt, you have so much more usable content that's purpose driven yeah. than just like <laughs> Not just a bunch of random shots. spray and pray. <laughs> and then, you know, after it's done, go through this, you know, library of images and say, okay, what's cool now? Like, I think going into it ahead of time is way more beneficial. You know, if you're trying to, like, tell a unique story about turkey hunting or get more people excited about it, you know. um, For me, it seems like it would be one of two things. Either, like, super laid back. Turkey hunting is just, like, you and the boys out there doing whatever you want to do, chasing turkeys, just being, having a good old time, doesn't matter. And on the other end, I feel like it's kind of like you take it really hardcore would be kind of like, I mean, just thinking about it, like the guys that crawl up on them with the fans in front of them. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Like I want to see more of that. Yeah. But that's like a video thing or (laughs) a a pretty strategic photo, like maybe a long lens from way behind a guy where it looks like he's like a foot from a strutter, you know, where it compresses that (laughs) space. Like that'd be a cool image. Everybody that I talked to that does that, and we we did a little bit of that, didn't have a real close interaction ever, but they all talk about like, oh yeah, you pop that that little fan up in front of them. Like they've had Jake's or Tom's like literally like run over and like beat the thing while it's, while they're holding it in their hand. It's like, I want to see that. I mean, obviously whatever, that's like the Holy grail of, 
probably turkey hunting photography, but it's like with a mindset of like capturing the really, really epic, like, you know, that would fall into that for sure. But, or like, I've never seen like an elevated, it wouldn't drone probably wouldn't work, but like, imagine being up in a tree stand above a hunter where you could see a hunter on the ground, his spread and like a strutter out there. Like that'd be gangster. And that's so doable. You know, like, and that's not that hard no. to do. All you see are turkey fans and turkey sitting on tailgates and a guy with a turkey over his shoulder. And like, you yeah, know, you it's get that like, on the ground perspective. Like, yeah. man, how many photos can we look at of like the same old stuff, you know? And, and that's where like, for people that are like, how do I break through? How do I like get through the noise? It's like, it's where you put thought in of like, how can I show this differently Yeah. than other people? Yeah. I mean, and that stuff's unique. Totally. Even using something as simple as just your Instagram story to yeah. like show the live behind the scenes of what's actually happening in the Turkey Woods. Like, I mean, that, that's as real as it gets, right? That's not like produced in any fashion at all. Like that'd be another kind of a unique aspect to apply. Yeah. But I think even if, even if you have turkey hunted before, you can pre-produce what that story is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, here's here's how our day typically goes. Here's the pieces that I want to show. And maybe you, like, film it legitimately on your camera and then actually create and craft a story mm-hmm. on your computer that you then upload to your story. Yeah. Like, there's an easy way to differentiate yourself. Like, every time you post a story, it's just a little bit more polished than everyone else's. Yeah. You know, like, because you took the time and you put the work in to film it vertically on your camera you know, all day you had a shot list of what you wanted to shoot. It all tied together and weaved a narrative throughout the day. You took it back to your computer, uploaded it, organized it, edited it, exported it, you know, either in whatever size chunks you could do even individual 15 second pieces, got on your phone and posted it. I mean, yeah, that's a lot more work, but that totally anytime you can take one more step and go above and beyond like it's always going to be worth it and at the end of the day i mean you can shoot great stuff on your phone don't get me wrong but people the more people engage with your stuff the more it ranks and the more views you get and the more people consistently look at it and like it all goes into the algorithm of like social media so the more that you can crush that put time in that keeps you in that number one or top five spot on 25% 25% of your followers for your story. Like I would recommend doing that if you're trying to. That's number one way to stand out on Instagram anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if more people did some of those things, it would be more engaging, you know? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of cool content. I've, ne- I've never even killed a turkey or hunted myself. And like, I'd be excited to go out and shoot it. Not even turkey hunt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like the guys that are stoked about turkey hunting and content should be like ultra stoked to go and share that in a high quality way. And then that just goes a long ways to like, if you already work with brands, like, Hey, look at the sweet turkey story I did. Maybe it's like a story that you do the next spring for a brand on a hunt somewhere and you shoot still images for, like a lot of this stuff can start with a personal project on your Instagram yep. that you crush, you pre-plan, you execute it, you distribute it, and it crushed, and then you take that model and then you go sell it to someone. Yeah, that's just a proof of concept. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, did you get any shots that you're stoked on then? Any photos? 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a handful. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I was uh, an absolute student of the game down there, which was a really fun fun position to be in as a photographer that primarily shoots mountain hunting. It's fun to go into a brand new environment and kind of absorb all that and, you know. Um, you just, you just look at things differently. So I, I do enjoy that aspect of it as well. Yeah. I was going to say, how important do you think it is to shoot new hunts and new things as far as like your skill set as a photographer? I think it's super important. I, I've shot a pile of sheep hunts, which I'm incredibly thankful for. And sheep hunting is awesome. And it takes you to some pretty wild, crazy places, but I tend to fall into this like rhythm where like, it's more so when there's an actual animal on the ground, like we kill a sheep and it's like, there's like a handful of shots that I've found over the years. that just like always look really good or a couple angles that are just really epic. And I just, I just keep going back to those. Yeah. And I, and it, I've just kind of created a formula in my own head and what works, which is great. But at the same time, you it's almost like you put a cap on your creativity. And so I've done a few, I did like a, a brown bear hunt based out of Sitka, Alaska. And we, we lived off a crapping boat for 10 days. And like nothing about that was anything like anything I'd ever done before. And it yeah. was like such a creative, like refresh for me um, that I, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Sure. And I came out, I came back with a lot of shots. I, I could never even like concept in my own head, you know, just cause it was such a new, different, unique environment. Um, and so like this, this past week, I mean, I, I shot photos of turkey hunting again. This was just on my own time. It wasn't, wasn't a project or anything. Um, and then I went to a graduation party and shot a bunch of photos as well. And like, I'm not like a wedding photographer or a people photographer or anything, but like, again, going into that environment and shooting photos, I mean, you just learn things and you have to apply a different set of skills to yeah. it um, that you can reapply right back into like hunting photography. So I think it's really good to kind of change it up every now and then. Yeah. I always, um, I always think that brands should send like, the opposites like send the whitetail guy on a sheep hunt send the sheep guy <laughs> on a whitetail hunt because they don't have a standard protocol of how they're going to document it yeah. and they're probably going to find some like unique angles yeah if you need someone to go on a sheep hunt and and get some solids and like come back with something that's totally usable mm -hmm. like i'm sending drake because he's gonna come back with tons of great killer stuff but like you said, you might get in like a, I wouldn't say a rut, but you get in a rhythm of like, okay, sheep's on the ground. Here's some shots that always look good. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. There's a limited period of time. Yeah. You know, where someone that's like, oh, I've never shot a dead sheep. Yeah. Either they're going to kind of like only come away with a couple cool shots or they might come away with like two insane perspectives that just haven't really been shot before because yeah. they had no idea what they wanted to shoot yeah <laughs> i was like yeah two winters ago i went on a uh a waterfowl hunt down in arkansas i think it was in like january or something it was right between some trade shows and like i love mountain hunting more than anything and so i and i wasn't like opposed to doing a waterfowl hunt but i was i was feeling uninspired i'll, I'll put it that way it's like like whatever and so but like shoot get down there like i have no idea what to expect yeah. I, don't, I don't know how we're hunting like i've done some waterfowl hunting but like more like shoot them when they're flying by randomly kind of waterfowl hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we go out and we like we jump in these these dugout blinds and they flood this whole rice field i mean there's just so many like really crazy elements that i couldn't have foreseen at all and so i just kind of had to go with the flow and like came came back with some really unique content and and like fortunately some images that nobody else had really 
shot before. And, and like, I like to think of the waterfowl space as being flooded with photographers, mm -hmm. but it's like, if you just have a little different eye or just go into it with a completely, you know, fresh perspective, I mean, you can get sure. some cool shots in that regard. So, yeah. So I might do a whitetail hunt this year in a tree stand, I've, which I've done like, I think I've spent like two days in a tree stand my whole life. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's a nice, it's a good change up. I still, and I'm sure someone's shot it, uh, no doubt. I don't know if I've, remember, I'm sure I've seen one or two, but I've always, if I thought if I shot whitetail photography, I thought it'd always be sweet to sit in like a removed tree stand like 40 yards away to where you can see someone in the tree at full draw and like the buck on the ground, you yeah, know, like walking by. I've where it's seen, like, yeah. can't be that tough. Oh. Just put the second tree stand like another 40 yards downwind with like a viewing window. Yeah. Especially if they're working a trail and it's like, I just got to wait till one comes <laughs> through. But again, that's like a huge investment. Yeah. I mean, you're setting up for one shot. Yeah. Which is cool. It's going to be one epic shot. Yeah. You know, it's just like a shot of like a arrow mid flight, like over the shoulder of an archer on a bull elk, like tight. Yeah. You know, like capturing the arrow, like, you know, like it's a tough shot. Yeah. But that's the stuff that's like, <laughs> whoa. Close and, and that's the pre-planning, right? Like you don't, I mean, if you've never whitetail hunted before in your life and you're going to shoot it, like maybe you just show up and kind of go with the flow. But if you've done it before, I mean, like that, that's where some of this pre-planning can go on where you're like, okay, like I envision this one shot, like it's going to be so much different than any, anything else anybody's ever seen. Like this is what we're going to do. And uh, I, I, I sat in a, well, the two days I did spend in a tree stand um, is with, I was with uh, the agency before I went out on my own. Um, but we set up two stands and I got above the guy that was hunting. He was probably 20 feet off the deck. I was like 60 feet up. I was so high. It was, I was pretty sketchy and the tree was like really rocking. But, but anyway, we were trying to get this shot of like me pointed straight down at him, either full draw or with, you know, with a doe under the tree or something. Yeah. And like, we didn't get that shot, but what we got was some really, really cool, like, um, I was shooting with like a 70 to 200 and I zoomed in all the way to 200 shot at the lowest aperture I could. So 2.8 and got this like weird, just perspective of looking straight down on a hunter where the whole background's all blown out. And it's mm -hmm. like, you, it's like you, you have to look at it to really figure out what's going on. You have to look at it for a while and like, and like there was like two images and they got used by multiple different brands. And it was just yeah. this little thing that, that set us, you know, set that image apart. Sure. It was just setting up 40 feet above the, the hunter. So yeah. The pre-planning another cool shot would be like, I mean, camera traps, like legit ones are used so much for like planet earth and all that crazy yeah. stuff, but it'd be sweet. A cool photo would be to have like a remote camera out in the field mm -hmm. where someone's using one of those buck decoys Yeah, oh, where man. a buck comes in posturing. It's like buck posturing decoy and like dude in a tree stand at full draw back there. Like, <laughs> come on, of all the whitetail farms there are like, someone's got to be able to just go bang that out. In a yeah. You could set that up. You could do that. So I haven't even seen that with like a game camera. Like <laughs> I know, man, I've seen some like weird stuff with like GoPros uh, for like TV, Yeah, you know, like second angle six, all the arrow come through the backside of it, oh, yeah. you know, but I haven't seen it from a photography perspective. And now with, you know, mirrorless cameras, like there wouldn't be any noise. Yeah. You could do that. Be unique. Um, so yeah, 
just pre-plan some of your stuff and you're going to come away with a lot better content is kind of the takeaway from a lot of that. Um, what else? I think if you're in a rut, if you ever feel like you're in a rut and I've never had to do this, but I maybe would have given myself this advice. Like I said, if I could look from a third perspective is I think it'd be fun to go on some hunts with like oddball lenses that you would never put in your kit. Oh yeah. You know, like you carried three primes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like two primes or just like shot all day with like a 80 to 400 or, you know, like just did something that forced you to like use a certain set of tools that you normally don't. Yeah. You know, like kind of forces you to get some different perspectives or like focus on some different things. Cause I think when you're shooting with like a short zoom, whether that's a 24 to 70 or whatever, like you get pretty dialed in on what looks good with that lens and you shoot that kind of perspective a lot. I mean, I don't know. I could be totally wrong there, but I know for myself, sometimes you get in like a rhythm of like, okay, I know it looks good with this like lens setup and what we're doing. And yeah. If I fall into a rut, that's, yeah, that's usually what I do too, is I'll, I'll bust out the macro. Mm-hmm. I'll just take the macro out. Another thing that I do is when you're, when you're hunting by yourself, it's, a, it's, it's even, it's very hard to shoot photos of yourself hunting unless you're going to yeah. set up on a tripod, whatever. And so like, I'll like, you know, I'll take the macro and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to, my goal today is to capture like five unique, like shots of just like really cool interesting features on the ground you know doesn't have to do anything with hunting just like the grass or this crazy pine cone or whatever um it just kind of gets you into this different little mindset um i also sometimes just because i love hunting is like i'll like i always take a camera with me everywhere i go but if i do get into a rut i'll just put the camera away and i'll just throw it in my pack and like obviously you have it for the really epic stuff but it's like i just go out and just go out there to have a good time and just basically press the reset button and even if that takes a couple times or a week of doing it like you know it's going to be really good for you you're going to come back really refreshed yeah i think photographing your own hunts is like a good way to find some unique perspective well it's a great way to force your brain to think ahead of time oh man totally man yeah it's all it all it is you know if you're really trying to photograph your own hunt like you have to pre-plan yeah so if you're struggling to pre-plan shoots go self-photograph yourself on a hunt yeah and have like what do i want to capture because you have to set it up and be the subject yeah (laughs) and it's like you'll get really dialed in on like shooting one great shot (laughs) rather than like shooting a bunch and hoping that you got some. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote a blog post just about like shooting photos on your own hunt. And like, obviously you get a focus more on the details of your surroundings and the landscape, like the wildlife. Like there's definitely times where if I'm self hunting and I have my camera, like I might see a buck or a bull or whatever that I'm not going to shoot, but it's kind of like in route to where I want to get to next. And I'll just like stock it with the camera, try to get some unique, like wildlife photos in the field. Oh, nothing better, man. You know, it's just always cool. <laughs> yeah. When I'm hunting by myself, like, well, last year anyway, I would have my uh, 70 to 200 in my pack 
And as soon as like, if I was, if it was like a bull bugling or something, as soon as I'd see him, if I knew I was like, okay, I'm not going to shoot that bull. I yeah. would just like dig out my camera as quick as I could and try to like capture these sweet shots of him coming in. Yeah. There'll be days where I'll just like, I'll have my 80 to 400 on and I'll carry my camera in my hand and my rifle will be like strapped, strapped to my pack. Nice. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's a bold move. <laughs> I'm hunting with the camera. Well, it is if you're in the timber, yeah. if you're out in the open country, it shouldn't be, no. you know, as much of an <laughs> issue, but I like shooting like some self perspective, like trophy photos too, are always kind of unique. Like the individual who shot, it's like self perspective mm-hmm. as they look at the animal just kind of a different take on like trophy photos. And there's a bunch of ways that you can do that. Um, I love the point of view style shots, whether it's with, with an animal or just out in the woods or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of unique photos that you can take just self-documenting a hunt. (laughs) It might be staged, but they're still cool. So Stage yeah, in the sense that you were actually out there. You just had to like set up a camera or a tripod to <laughs> get a photo yeah. of you. <laughs> it was staged in the fact that you saw it ahead of time and like set it up and did it, even though you were going to do it. Yeah. Which I think we've talked about stage versus authentic in yeah. another podcast, <laughs> but that's always a fun one with some people to talk about. So well, cool, man. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? I dig it. We're good. I dig it too. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys.